This is the Weekly Wealth Podcast with certified financial planner, David Chudik, where we discuss the wealth building mindsets and tactics that can help you to build and maintain wealth for you, your family, and your business. Well, hello, everybody. This is David Chudik, and welcome to this week's episode of the Weekly Wealth Podcast, where we talk about the mindsets, the tactics, and the strategies that can help you to build and maintain wealth. So if you've ever wondered what it's like to work with a financial advisor, if you've ever wondered just how to make some of the financial issues that keep you awake at night, how to make them go away, or at least have a plan to make them go away, email me, david at parallelfinancial.com. That's david at parallelfinancial.com. We can schedule a Zoom meeting. We can meet in person. We can meet over the phone and just discuss if there are any next steps to helping you to sleep at night with your financial issues. And also don't forget to check out our website, www.weeklywealthpodcast.com. Download our roadmap to financial success and let me know what you think about it. But today we're talking primarily to the business owners and the entrepreneurs of the world. And we're going to talk about profit and how to run your business a little better from the accounting side. And we have Rocky Lavani with us. So, hey, Rocky, how are you today? I am doing well. Thank you so much for having me on, David. Excited to chat with you. Well, tell me a little bit about your business, because this is interesting, because most, if you've ever read the E-Myth, there's kind of the story about the baker that liked baking cakes. So then she started baking cakes and selling cakes. And then then she had to figure out, need to rent a place to bake her cake from. And then later on, she's doing nothing that has anything to do with baking cakes. It's all running the business. So the entrepreneurs, the running of the business part is hard. Is. And so I had this aha moment. I just assumed that business owners understood the business of business, and that's why they went into business. And what I found out is that was not at all the case. It was the exact opposite. These people had an idea or something that they loved to do. In this case, that woman loved to bake, and so she wanted to go bake. And so she started a business, and she most likely had no idea what was going on with her finance. And I was shocked to learn that that's what most business owners are. And then I thought about it. I'm like, oh, this makes total sense. These people aren't accountants. They don't want to be accountants. They want to do the stuff they love. But as you know, both in your personal finance and your business finance, if you ignore the numbers, you're going to have that wake up call. You're going to have that day of reckoning. And so what Profit First did was create a cash flow system for entrepreneurs the way entrepreneurs think and behave. And so it's a behavior-based cash management system, basically. I love it. And and you have a podcast yourself. Tell me a little bit about your podcast. So I have a podcast called Profit Answer Man. And basically what I do is I teach everything that I do for my clients. Uh, Nothing held back. You get to hear exactly what I would hear if I were coaching you one-on-one. And we teach people how to implement. So it's kind of my give back. Go do this. Here's how to do it. Here's additional help. Take action yourself. And, you know, for those people who want it done, then they can contact me. In today's world, I mean, resources are out there. You're giving away free information. I could YouTube profit first probably and get it. It's all out there. But I think there's something magical and special about accountability, too, and just getting that person who's an expert to help you because you know, all of the information in the world doesn't help us unless we're acting upon it. Do you agree with that? I very much agree with that. And I didn't realize how important that 
part of what I delivered was, was just creating the space and the time for the business owner to actually look at their numbers, to understand what was going on, and then to come up with a handful of action steps to take over the next couple of weeks to, to move forward. With a deadline, have, right? To make deadline. sure that they happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then somebody who, every time you sit down with them goes, you said you were going to do this. What happened? What's the result? What do you mean you didn't do it? Okay. Right. What can we do to remove the friction so you do do it? Is there something that's preventing you? And how can I help you through that step? And that's a big part of what I do is actually is remove friction. Too often mm-hmm. we're stuck and then we go searching for information. We get, you know, you, you go down a, a, a whole uh, rabbit hole and you're spending hours versus most of my clients get an answer in under five minutes of what they need to do next. And then they just go do it. So it's like, wow, this is super fast. We get the results much, much quicker. Love it. So let's talk, let's jump in and let's dive in and, and talk to me like the standard gap generally accepted accounting principle formulas of sales. Like, tell me what that is and tell me why that doesn't make sense for your main street entrepreneur who, um, who's out there running their own business. So gap accounting is, is the accountants all came up with a way to do things and their formula for profit is sales minus expenses equals profit. It's at the bottom of the page. It's a leftover. Hey, you had this much in sales. This is where all your money went. And this is how much you're actually profitable at the end of the year. And they're doing this basically so that you can pay tax, right? This is the amount of money that you're going to pay taxes on. But generally what happens is, is you show up at the accountant's office and you say, hey, what's going on? And they say, well, here's how you did last year. Here's how profitable you are. Here's how much you owe in taxes, which causes two questions. Number one, where the hell is that money? And number two, (laughs) how am I supposed to pay that tax bill? I don't have that kind of money. And so what Mike did was change the equation to sales minus profit equals expenses. Let's take our profit up front. Let's make that profit a real number in cash. And this way you actually have it in your business because you started your business to be profitable. Let's be profitable. Okay. So I, I love that, but is that not too good to be true? I mean, I get to name how much profit I'm going to make or, or do I need you know, some guidance based on the history of the business and projections? So yes, in the book, there are targets for how much profit you should make. Some people are going to look at what's going on and realize that's impossible in my industry. I can't do that. Okay. Now, you know, you have a hobby. And maybe you need to change the way you're approaching your business. Or two, it's like, okay, this is my target. Let's take one step towards moving there. For most clients who implement profit first, it's usually two and a half years from day one to getting to targets. You you can't do this overnight. Like I can't get out of my building lease tomorrow. I can't get out of the auto loan tomorrow. I can't fire half my employees tomorrow, right? But over time, I can slowly make changes to make my business more profitable. And it's about thinking about your business differently. Too often in business, we're told spend money to make money. And I challenge that. You don't need more resources. You need to be more resourceful. How do you deliver your products and services with less time and less money? And it's just changing the whole way we look at our business. Too often, we just throw money at problems. 
You know, that is a fascinating uh, point that you make. In, in, in my industry, I've spent some reasonable amounts of money on advertising. And especially as a financial advisor, oftentimes the best advertising is just calling, hey, Rocky, um, you know, you're a friend of mine. I'm not sure if you uh, uh, have done a portfolio review, but would you like to get together? You say yes, you say no, that's free. If I spend $5,000 a month on a billboard that nobody's going to ever call from, you know, first of all, I have to make a lot of money just to, to break even. But maybe the reason I'm doing the billboard is because I'm a little bit, you know, call reluctant and I don't want to just ask you if you'd like to do a call. Uh, so there's a deeper issue, I guess it would be kind of what I'm, what I'm, what I'm getting to there. It is. Let's face it. Sales is a part of business. Uh-huh. And for many people, it is not what they want to do. And there are ways to do it in different ways. So if you take my podcast, like one of the things as when I started the business is like, hey, let's let's pay for paid LinkedIn marketing. Let, you know, we'll find you leads. And like you said, it was very expensive. And I talked with someone, he gave me some wise advice. He goes, if you start paying for leads to build your business, you will always have to pay for leads to build your business. He goes, if you figure out a system to build your business, it's going to take you longer that doesn't require you to pay, you are in a better, stronger place overall. So what I realized is if I just go teach people how to be profitable, a very small, tiny percentage of them will reach out to me and say, hey, I get it all, but I hate doing this. Would you just do it for me? And so that's essentially I've created free advertising. Okay. Now, that's, that's beautiful stuff. And you're, you're just giving back to the world. Um, you know, being an entrepreneur, I would never change it, but there are times when it's overwhelming and, um, you know, which kind of leads me to my next question of, it would seem very logical for a business owner to understand where they are financially and to look at their, their financial statements, their bank statements and everything else. But, but we all know that that probably doesn't happen. So like, why don't business owners, why don't they understand financial statements and why don't they look at them and deal with them? So there's a couple of reasons. First off, by the time you get your financial statements, a month or two has gone by. Who cares what happened two months ago? What do I do today and tomorrow to make my business successful? You cannot drive looking in the rearview mirror. And that's what financial statements are. They're a rearview mirror. In addition, I don't know who the hell created these financial statements, (laughs) but they don't give you the information you need. Like there is no one report that says, hey, Here's what's going on, and here's an easy way to look at it. Your P&L statement shows you your profit and your loss, but it doesn't show you the true picture of what's happening in your business. It doesn't show you your cash flow. Your cash flow. Let me ask you this, though. Profit and loss statement. So let's just make a hypothetical. I have a $1,000 a month loan payment, and and $100 of it is, um, is, is interest, the deductible expense. So I'm spending $1,000, but 900 of it on a P&L statement is basically going to look like profit, right? 900 will show up as profit, yes. But that's not money I have. I can't spend no, it on groceries for my family. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, you spent yeah. It. yeah and, and so it'll show up on your balance sheet, right? But mm-hmm. nobody, nobody knows to look at the balance sheet from month to month, right? You look at it in a moment of time, you go, okay, this is what I owe. This is what I have. So what? You actually have to read the balance sheet over time to see what the differences are. And that's where your $900 is going to show up. Um, and, and I know before when we were talking about, you know, sometimes depreciation shows up on your P&L, but 
that's not it's a fake real. number. That's yeah. a, it's a yeah. fake number for taxes. So you got to pull all that stuff out. So now you've got to take all these reports and you start massaging them. And it's like, holy crap, I don't know what's going on anymore. And it, it's just, you are not alone. 95% of business owners struggle with this. It, it is just, unfortunately, the way they've created the systems makes it very hard for people to know what's going on. So what do you do? I mean, what, what's the answer? So Profit First is one way that you can handle this. And what's, what's unique about Profit First is it gives every dollar a job and it makes it a lot clearer. So most business owners, what they do is they look at their bank account. Some of them do it multiple times a day. Do I have money? Can I spend? Mm -hmm. Right? That's mm -hmm. the attitude. And when you see a big pot of money, you will spend it all. Businesses will use up all the money allocated. It's like when I sit down in front of the TV, if I've got a big bag of chips, good luck finding you know that thing not disappearing. We do the same thing with our bank accounts. So what Profit First does is it sets up five basic bank accounts, sometimes more depending on your business. The first bank account is all your revenue. So all you have to do is look at your revenue account and go, hey, since the last time I did my allocation, this is how much money came in. And it's, it's in. So your P&L statement is going to say, I sold $50,000 this month. But if, you're, if your client didn't pay you because- You don't you, have the money. You don't have the money, right? right. So I'm profitable. Where, where's the money? Well, and this, not all clients pay 100% of the time. No, they don't. So this revenue account is going to show you exactly how much money came in since the last time you did an allocation. And we're going to allocate this money. Some people do it once a month. Some people do it twice a month. Some people do it weekly. Never more than that. So it, it's something you do on a set basis based on your business. Now, when we look at our revenue account, we know how much money we collect. And if I look at that on a regular basis, like, and I'm used to seeing $10,000 and this month there's only six, I'm like, well, where's the other four that I usually get? Let me go investigate, right? So it's causing you to think about why didn't I get more revenue? And be intentional because be I think that's a huge area where, where entrepreneurs, they get away from being intentional because all of the stuff, like mm -hmm. quite frankly, in my office, if the toilet needed to be fixed, I probably have to fix it or, or call a plumber, but it's probably going to be me. And while I'm fixing a toilet, I'm not dealing with uh, financial statements. You're not. Mm -hmm. And so this is kind of, it triggers you to ask the question and to investigate. So now I know, okay, there's $10,000 came into my business. Everybody should have created a business plan and your business plan should have said you were profitable. Otherwise, why'd you go in the business, right? Now we take our money and we allocate. So the first place I'm going to allocate my money is to profit because profit comes first. And so let's say I have a 10% profit margin. That's what I decided. I take 10% of the money that's in my income account and I put it in my profit account. So let me, let me go back. I'm an S corp. I pay myself yeah. a salary. Yeah. So is my salary part of that profit? And then nope. that's okay. your salary for getting paid. So the next thing we're going to do is we're going to have an owner's pay account, which is your salary. And we're going to take the money and we're going to pay you first. Most business owners pay themselves last. They pay everybody else, but themselves. We're going to actually pay you first, so that you are strong in your financial position, you're not freaking out, and you can carry the load of running your business. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, because being stressed out, 
creates bad decisions. It does. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the cool thing is this is a percentage of your top line revenue. So let's say you grow your business 10% this year, your salary goes up 10% this year. So you don't have to ask, can I take more money? It just happens automatically. Can't argue with that. Okay. No. The next account is your tax account because the government's going to take its cut. And too often we do not prepare for taxes. And when the tax time comes, we freak out. How am I supposed to pay for that? This is one of the biggest things that people tell me who implement profit first. For the first time, I'm no longer fearful of the conversation with my accountant. When tax time comes or when it's time to pay taxes, it's like, ooh, a $10,000 bill. And they go look at their tax account and they go, ooh, there's 11 grand in there. I can stroke this check. And as much as they hate paying taxes, they do it with confidence. So it takes all the fear and the frustration out of it. And so that's your profit account. Uh, your tax account. And then your last account is your operating expenses. So this is what's truly there for you to run the business on. So when you look at your operating expense account, hey, do I have money to spend? Yes or no. Can I make payroll? Yes or no. It's giving you the true picture of what's there. And because everything is separated with a purpose, you're not accidentally spending your tax money, your profit, and your pay. You're only spending what's truly there for operating expenses. Now, sometimes we will set up more accounts. So if you have a high cost of goods, we'll set up a cost of goods account so that every time you sell something, you put money aside for cost of goods so that you can pre-order it the next time and have the cash to pay for your next order of cost of goods. Sometimes people, if you've got a heavy marketing budget, we might put money aside for marketing so that you know, hey, my marketing budget is 3% of sale. Let me put money in the marketing budget so I can afford to pay for marketing because it's essential to my business. What about emergency slash opportunity fund or account? So what generally happens is the profit account, we don't take money out of it on a regular basis. What we do is once a quarter, we take out half the money in the profit account. We remove it from our company and we give it to somebody like you to invest it so that we have a nest egg outside the business, so that okay. when we get sucker punched, it doesn't wipe us out entirely. The other half stays there as the emergency fund. So your profit account over time continues to grow, and it becomes your vault account in your business that allows you to have that financial reserve. And when you need to go take money out of your profit account to pay for operating expenses, you just got a gut check that you've got a problem in your business and we need to start looking at why is our expenses through the roof immediately? Because you know that. So, but could it be either one or another or a combination of revenue was not high enough or expenses were too high? Yeah. Okay. There's a million reasons for why it happens. Let's go figure out what happened. And we would know that revenue was low because when I made my allocations this month or this week, hey, that was a lot less money than I was expecting coming in. What's going on? Am I not collecting my receivables? Is, is it that my sales are down? Like, what's happening? And it begs the question. So other than buying the book or, or listening to podcasts, what is your role with your clients? Are you meeting daily, monthly, weekly, quarterly? Um, how do you get started You know, with this? Because this seems very freeing for an entrepreneur, but it also seems like it could be a heck of a lot of work 
to get started. It, it may be overwhelming in the beginning. And maybe honestly, sometimes when we find out the truth about, you know, the, the truth will set you free ultimately, but sometimes the truth is no fun to look at in the beginning. It's not. Um, so what I do for clients is I figure out the truth. I show them where, where they're at currently with their financials. We plan a course forward. Where do you want to be? And then usually in the beginning, we'll meet a little bit more often, but generally not more than every two weeks. You'll, you'll get your marching order for the next two weeks. You'll, you know, we'll set up your account for you. We'll teach you how to do your allocations. And then when you, when you find out there's not enough money, well, then we'll deal with that situation. We'll investigate why. We'll figure out reasons, figure out action steps. And then once you get rolling and things are really running well, we probably meet about once a month and I show you how you did. And we talk about what was the cause of what caused the results of what you have. What changes do we need to make an improvement next month? And what are the handful of things that we can do? So there's a million things you have to look at in business. One of the cool things that we can do is we can say, if you do the, the, you have five different decisions you want to make, right? Well, which is the most important one? We can look at those five different decisions and figure out what the expected return is. And then you can say, oh, I should do this. The other thing that I do for business owners is when you look at most businesses, the majority of their revenue comes from certain items or certain products and services. The majority of their profit but nobody knows which of the items they're selling is most profitable. So we dig down to figure out where is most of your profit coming from. And then you can change your offerings to offer more profitable products so that you work less and you make more. Because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. And most people don't realize that in their business. Why, why is profit almost a bad word or almost a word that business owners are ashamed of? Or, or do you think if they are to, to an extent? Money is taboo mm -hmm. in this country. And, and so when you start talking about money, there's a whole bunch of emotional baggage that comes up. And you hear people say things like rich people are evil. You mm -hmm. hear people say, oh, it's evil. The company made a profit, right? And say, excuse me, have you ever worked for a poor person? You don't get paid on time. You don't mm -hmm. get paid very much. If the business isn't successful, you don't get paid as an employee. So you've got to make sure that your business can pay its bills. Otherwise, you know, the purpose of a business is to make a profit. But at the same point, everyone thinks if you're making a profit, you're screwing people over and nothing could be further from the truth. That is not what this is about. I believe in paying people more and rewarding people for doing a good job. And we talk about that. A lot of my business owners will use their profit account to actually do profit share back to their employees or to give. A lot of them use the profit account as part of their charitable donation. No question, no question. You know, I think one of the, one of the major kind of facts of life is we're all paid based on how difficult it is to replace us. So the people that complain about the evil rich people probably just need to figure out a way to be more valuable to, to the world. You know, when your brain surgeon has a pretty valuable skill, that's why they get paid fairly well. Um, and it's not that God doesn't love someone who has a lesser, lesser amount of skill, but the market doesn't. And the market doesn't pay as much if, if you're easily, easily replaceable. So profit's important, but what's more important than profit? Like what are some other things that business owners would look at in addition to profit? 
So, I, I mean, you've got to figure out your time and your life. Like, what is it that you truly want to do? The business is there to kind of serve you. And you've got to, to think about that bigger picture. What do you want in life? Do you want to be with your kids? Like, you shouldn't be working 24-7 in your business and not spending time with your wife and kids or husband and kids if you're a female entrepreneur. That's the important thing. The business should be feeding you. And what's truly important to you? Being part of your community, giving back, all those other parts of life. But if you're on that hamster wheel and you're not profitable and you're always struggling, you can't give, you can't serve. And then your kids are like, who's that man? I don't know him. You know, your wife's like, you're never here. So I'm going to take half your business and half your money and I'm going to go enjoy life. (laughs) Yeah. So that's the reality. Live life. But the business is there to serve that. And so the business needs to be well run. Well, and one of the concepts that from Dan Sullivan of Strategic Coach is that the entrepreneurs are in the results economy. Um, typically employees are in the time economy. So, hey, when I show up, you know, I'll, I'll be here and you pay me $15 an hour and we're trading. Entrepreneurs are paid based on results. And there are some entrepreneurs that make a tremendous, tremendous amount of money in not that much time because they've developed processes and systems and, and implemented profit, profit first and, and other, other, other systems. And then they can still be with their, um, be with their families and do the things that they enjoy. So there's a lot of freedom in being an entrepreneur if you do it the right way. And there's a lot of bondage in being an entrepreneur if you don't do it the right way. And that's all being intentional up front. Mm-hmm. Build mm-hmm. your business that it allows you to do that and be willing to let go. Too many business owners are afraid to let go. You've got to let go and let people do what they do best and allow them and empower them to do that. And, and that's, a, I, that's difficult for a lot of business owners. I have this lady that does my bookkeeping and she literally enjoys bookkeeping, which is to me, it's insane. Like what kind of a crazy person would enjoy balancing checkbooks, but she enjoys it. And I think one of the negatives with entrepreneurs is we're generally normally halfway intelligent and driven. So we can figure most things out to a C plus level, but bookkeeping needs to be at an A plus level, not a C plus level. So Instead of struggling with it, I pay her to do it. She likes it. She's good at it. And everybody, um, everybody wins. And I think there's a lot of parts of our business where we can, we can delegate for sure. So someone that thinks that Profit First just sounds amazing, in addition to um, going to Profit Answer Man podcast and, and, and listening to you and, and maybe, maybe, maybe connecting with you for a consultation, what are some other kind of free first steps that someone could do to, to implement some of the profit first concepts? So here's the problem. People read the book. They mm-hmm. go hear Mike speak. Or they read the first half of it and then. Yeah. Even if yeah. they finish the book, they mm-hmm. go hear Mike speak. They go, this is the greatest thing in the world, right? Mike comes off the stage. They're, they're fanboying Mike. He asks them one simple question. Did you implement? And invariably, the answer is no. I didn't open the bank accounts yet. So I'm just going to give you one simple step. Go open one bank account, label it profit. And every month, just take 1% of your sales and put it in your profit account. That's it. That simple step. And in a couple of months, look at how much money is in there. And so what if you legitimately can't? What if your expenses legitimately are greater than your income? Is that, or is that not possible? You just figure out a way to make it work. Well, so... First of all, if that's the case, you're spending too much money, right? Right. Or not, so, make, or not bringing enough income. 
you're spending too much money. Okay. Unless you have zero income, right? Here's a question. Is it a startup? Because in the business, when you're starting up, you may be spending more than you're bringing in. But if you've been in business for years and you're spending more than you're bringing in, you have a hobby and, and you're and, overspending. And you have some decisions to make. Yeah. You have Probably some, some hard painful decisions, decisions to, make. to make. Okay. Yeah. For no, most I, I, businesses, if you can't take a dollar out of a hundred, you've got a problem and you need to face it because faith, most of us will waste. Yeah. And facing that problem is painful, but then freeing once you, once you've done it, it is, I would, I would yeah. imagine. I would imagine. So you should be able to take a dollar out of a hundred, put it in a separate account and watch it grow. And you'll start to say, okay, can I take the dollar and make it $2? And, and over time you take baby step and just take action. That, that is the thing that drives me the most up the wall is that 99% of people won't take any action. If you would just take that one teeny step. So the reason I'm wealthy is because when I graduated college, I opened up accounts and set up automated savings. And because mm -hmm. it automatically went into savings from the top, I built wealth. And, and you're a financial planner. You know the power of compounding. Little teeny things add up massively over time. So just take that one little step. Put 1% aside. You, you won't miss a dollar out of 100. And if you do, you've got bigger problems that you need to address. And, and watch what happens. And as you start to see your money grow, you'll start to be incentivized to say, well, maybe I could do a little bit more. Maybe mm -hmm. I could do a little more. You know, I did another podcast uh, earlier in the year, and we were just talking about how money amplifies or, or lack of money amplifies who we are. Mm -hmm. So if you're a jerk and if you have money, you can be a bigger jerk with money. But also if you're struggling for money, you can be a bigger jerk also. You might be tempted to steal because you're a jerk. But if you're not a jerk, if you're a nice person and you tend to be generous, well, guess what? You've managed your business better. There's more profit. Now you can get more fulfillment by giving more to the world. So, you know, managing the money, managing and just being a good steward of the business is, is so, so important. So I really encourage everybody to check out the Profit Answer Man podcast, get some free information. If you feel like you'd like help implementing Rocky would, uh, you do consultations, uh, 15 minute consultations or how would somebody do yeah. that? If they go to my website or my podcast, there's a calendar link on there to get on the phone with me for 15 minutes. Perfect. And we'll chat. And if it's, yeah. And if it's not for them, it's not for them. Yeah. So I, I don't do any high pressure sales. Sure. So final question that every guest gets, and uh, this was not on the list. So this is uh, going to put you on the spot. I would like to know Rocky's definition of true wealth. What's your definition of true wealth? True wealth is is two things one is having time freedom so the ability to do what i want when i want how i want and i think that's that's a big thing and then having the the money to be able to do it too is is having time and money to to make your own choices and own your calendar and being able to say yes and no is true wealth to me well, and when it comes down to it, all money does is provide options. It's debits mm -hmm. and credits. And pretty soon we won't have dollar bills or coins. We'll have Venmo and crypto and everything else. But money just gives options. If your car needs four new tires, and if you have the money to pay for the tires, it's an inconvenience. If you don't have the money to pay for tires, it's a huge, huge problem. So check out Profit Answer Man podcast. Uh, Rocky Lalvani has been awesome. This has been really excellent information for the entrepreneurs of the world. And until next episode, we wish you a great week.
The information contained herein, including but not limited to research, market valuations, calculations, estimates, and other material obtained from Parallel Financial and other sources are believed to be reliable. However, Parallel Financial does not warrant its accuracy or completedness. The materials are provided for informational purposes only. It should not be used or construed as an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any security. Past performance is not indicative of future results.